What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. I'm your host, Zan. You can check me out on social platforms at Zan Morning. We are back for part two of my conversation with Doug Driesel from the NDWA. In today's episode, I talked to Doug about what goes into producing content that he does for the NDWA. We also talk about how to get started in content creation just in general. You guys know I've been trying to push more wrestling card collectors and people within the hobby to make content. And we also get into the wrestling card set that Doug actually produced for the NDWA. But first, as always, here are some ways that you can help show your support for my content if you think I'm bringing you some value. The easiest thing you can do is hit subscribe. That's free, and chances are you're listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, leave me a review. Give me that five-star Dave Meltzer feedback. Tell a friend about the show. Let somebody know that you like what I'm doing. Let somebody that's into wrestling or wrestling cards or sports cards, let them know about the show. Make sure to check out where all this content started, my YouTube channel, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. Check out the Patreon group. You want to be a member of the Wrestling With Cards Patreon community? For as little as $1 a month, you can help show your support for my content, getting your name in the credits of the videos, getting exclusive access, and much more. Make sure to check out the other podcast I'm involved with, Worlds Collide, myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com, each week getting together to talk about wrestling cards. Also, at the links in the show notes is links to my eBay store, links to my social platforms, and of course, buying me a coffee if you so choose. But let's get into part two of my conversation with Doug. Is there anything else you could talk to about just kind of getting into the creative aspect and making an outlet for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, uh, we're all like a lot of us are improvisers. Um, Some of us are performers, but other people are just people we know who thought it was a fun idea and wanted to do it. Like uh, the guy who plays Rick Fierro that's a guy he plays like he did that before thumb wrestling um he was a friend of uh, one of the original commentators dan austin um and he goes to kansas city chief games dressed like that and he that's a, just a he plays a very rick flair type character and um and and like uh the person who plays ultima fandango i mean she's I don't know. uh, She's a student now, but when I, when she first joined up, she was an office administrator, you know, she didn't, doesn't perform other than this. It's just stuff she likes to do. So it's a great outlet for a lot of people to do a lot of like improv stuff because we, we have, we have changed over the years, kind of how we do it because we initially produced a lot of content because Honestly, my background is is in LA and like television and stuff. So I think about producing as much content up top and then mm. releasing it appropriately. And so I had a mindset of, okay, well, this is like any other web series. I'm going to need to put out at least two episodes a week, you know, but it's not, it's a production thing. It's a thing that's fully produced. So um, we ended up uh, cutting back on the amount of episodes we produced. And that also allowed us the freedom of, more improvisation like more uh having like okay this week here's who's here we've got ultima fandango we've got louis the lush we've got tad bagler uh okay you guys are in this storyline uh so we're gonna have this match and you're doing a promo on this we've got a backstage segment over here where Baron Von Satan's going to set up the match for later tonight, you know, and we can kind of put that together on the fly. Uh, when we moved to the riff at Classic Rock Coffee, 
which is where we are now here in Springfield, Missouri, um, we had to up our game because it was a little less loosey-goosey. We only had so much time a month. We only get one day a month to film in there. So we really had to step up our pre-production game, you know, uh, like know the kind, know who's going to be there in and out and make sure that, you know, there's still that improv element, you know, there's still just that, okay, we need to film this, this scene needs to get this uh, through. This scene needs to get this through. This match uh, this is who needs to win. This is who needs to, uh, you know, these are the the spots we need to hit, so on and so forth, you know. Um, so there's a lot of the improv elements. Um, the comedy elements are there, especially because I keep a very loose set, you know, I want. Um, I'm the dude who does everything, by the way. You also asked me what I do here. Uh, I do, like, everything. Uh, Jake, who plays Mayday Marauder, and Payday Provider and a number of other characters. Um, he does all the music for our show, except for a handful of real bands have loaned their music to entrance themes. But a uh, special shout out to Rarg, <laughs> um, uh, Bad Dog No Biscuit, Fraught With Peril, uh, Wolfram and Heart Tiger, and I feel like Sean Hart, all for uh, loaning out their music to the NDWA. Check out any of those people. Um, they're all awesome musicians. Um, but, uh, he does all the music and I do all of the, um, post-production, the editing, um, cause it is, it is a lot of post-production. So sure, yeah. I'm able to, I'm able to, uh, pump that out pretty quickly. That was my, you know, what I went for in college. That's what I went for. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I started out in the entertainment industry making web cartoons and that, is a lot of editing and multi layers and stuff. So I was just, I just got really good at pumping things out really quickly. And uh, so I do like everything in the end, end uh, of that. But um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I lost my track of thought. No, no problem. Actually, you kind of brought something up that I hadn't thought about talking about until just now. When I started this channel, obviously the idea was to get wrestling card information out there because there's just nobody doing it at the at the time there's a few more now but when i started doing it it also became um you, you listening to you talk about post-production and creative and stuff like that this has now become like the ultimate hobby for me as well as a you know so like if there's somebody out there watching this that's looking for a creative outlet and things to do you know i have zero production like experience like i'm just i punk rock this thing i just jump into it I learn as much as I can. I do what I can. So what do you have out there for anybody that's, you know, looking for a creative outlet and what advice would you give them as far as like starting a podcast, a YouTube channel, improv, anything like that? Um, podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff are so easy to start that sometimes you can start them too early. Um, make sure and have a good idea of your focus. Like, uh, don't just have it be, oh, me and my friends are funny. We're just going to talk about the topics of the day. That can work. It has, you know, but also think about how many times it's worked and if they, you need another one of those out there, you know. Um, if you're going to do something very specific like uh, wrestling training cards or thumb wrestling, you know, uh, like if I'd have known that this was going to be a long running thing and I didn't think it was just going to be a one-time stupid sketch I made, 
um, then I would have not put it out so early. I definitely wouldn't have put out that first episode. Um, you know, like I would have done some test episodes and stuff first, you know. I don't know, though. I've got to play devil's advocate. Like, you know, we I keep we reference you as Paul Heyman earlier. Have you ever actually seen the very first episodes of ECW TV compared to what they ended up producing? No, but I recently watched um, what was their pay-per-views that had Havoc in the title? Uh, the only thing I don't know of any ECW ones there. There was Halloween Havoc from WCW. Okay, well, I watched a, a pay-per-view from 97 with Jenna Jameson and, like, uh, Jerry Lawler was in it. Okay, okay. Uh, mm. Is it Hardcore Heaven, maybe? Hardcore Heaven. Heaven yeah, was yeah, the word, not I Havoc, think... yes. I recently watched that one, and I, well, I, I, let's not say I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I, I certainly have, um, I certainly have watched uh, part of it. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the production quality that they put forth in those times. Yeah, so that production quality at that time, though, is like, you know, night and day compared to what they started. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, and uh, when they started, they started like them in that yeah. case. And you said yeah. you started at a at a bar and you're still doing it, kind of. That's where EC, ECW actually started in a sports bar before they moved to the ECW arena, which was then a bingo hall. So, yeah. And hey, a bingo hall would be very nice. Look, yeah. a terrific classic rock coffee is awesome. Um, and we love them for uh, what they do. Um, but boy, if we could fill a bingo hall, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I'd be I'd be super excited about that. So I want to transition to the cards because this is something you actually just sent these to me one day, and I was like, "What the heck?" There's cards of this. How did you get into the trading card aspect of the wrestling organization? Okay, I, I mean, that one's actually pretty simple. Um, I was doing a few of them uh, just to promote the, you know, just for us to give out at li any live events or whatever we did. You know, they were um, they were made by MakePlayingCards.com, which at the time didn't even have square edge options. It was just playing cards, you know. And uh, so I would, I, I'm a, also a graphic designer. I, I wear many hats and I just mocked up a couple really quick uh like that the american card that i you mm -hmm. that I gave you that's one of the early promo cards and um i i just started giving them out and then a local uh record store who has always been really uh really good about backing us up on stuff uh called heavy heads um they uh decided that they wanted to go ahead and do a thing where they gave away cards of our thing in their online orders to try to get word about thumb wrestling out to the masses because they do a lot of business online they, that's their primary uh source of income i assume i don't know i i i just know that he talks about how well the online does so i don't want to talk about his business sure no he just tells me that it does very well um and so i uh, i i decided that you know we had um eddie's headies was coming up on their new sponsorship so we were like hey let's throw in the trading cards as part of the sponsorship you know let's uh, have their sponsorship pay for some trading cards and um we ended up only doing 250 because we didn't we only had so much we were giving away through um heavy heads so we only did 250 out of a 500 500 card contract with eddie's headies so eddie's headies and heavy heads were on these cards uh, the, that was the 20 card set that I sent you. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the 
it was a resounding success. Um, people loved those cards. Uh, they flew off the they flew off the inside of record boxes. Um, so I uh, so and then it just became we needed to do 250 more. And I was like, well, if it was such a success, let's do a proper trading card release. Let's actually do packs. So I, I did a lot of research and I found uh, waxwrappers.com is a great place to get custom wax wrappers if that's the kind of thing you're looking to do. Um, highly recommend those cats. Um, and uh, I found, and I, I still use makeplaincards.com. There are cheaper options if you're going to do bulk items, but in my you know, research, they were just the cheapest ones who do short order stuff. So they let me have the variety that I need and they weren't super expensive. So I went with them and then all you take, all you do is just, you design the cards, take an iron, and <laughs> just iron up those wax packs and there you go. Um, and uh, I just really wanted to do everything because I didn't know if I was ever going to get to make another wrestling card set. I hope I get to because it was super fun, but I never knew. I, who knows? Yeah. And the set that I sent you, the 20 card set, that was based on uh, Tops 85 um, because we want to invoke that nostalgic feeling. That's that's our whole thing is wrestling nostalgia, 80s and 90s nostalgia. So I wanted to do something that looked like a pre-established set. And this time around, I was like, well, let's do the same thing again if it was such a success. So the base set kind of looks like Tops 87. Um, and then everything else, all the chase sets and stuff were just like, I just want to do whatever I want to do. Right. <laughs> and uh, so like there was a lot of that art that's in the trading card set with stuff we did for other things. And I'm like, well, let's throw that in there. That's some cool art, you know? And uh, some candid shots got thrown in as cards. And uh, like the JTW set of uh, subset, which is a five card subset. Um, that is uh, that sort of like background stuff that you have to have read our zine that we put out in order to really understand even why that's there. But I love the look of those cards so much. I kept them in, you know? So do you have a definitive checklist of what you've released and numbers and print runs? Cause I really, if you do, we need to get this onto wrestlingtradingcards.com. Tony Vela, well, I know you're watching out there. You need to get a hold of this guy. It's interesting that you should say that because you know where you can find the checklist for all of these is at wrestlingtradingcards.com. You go to their Are they already 2021 there? releases, <laughs> and it's under uh, ND, uh, I think you put NDWA at the end. So it's under Professional Thumb Wrestling All-Stars NDWA Thumbs. I haven't searched. You know what? I, I've been using the site a lot lately for some of the videos, but it's mostly been the vintage stuff. So 2021, I haven't looked at. Is that uh, what? What's the? Is 2021 the main year of your cards, or do you have stuff out previously from a um, year perspective? Some of some of those the round corner ones that I have no print numbers. I wasn't paying attention when I did them. I have no idea how many I printed out. And I don't really remember how many designs there were. Those came out in like uh, 2019, 2020. Okay. And, uh, but the set I sent you came out in January of this year. And then the one we put out in PAX came out in uh, like a few months ago. So, so uh, we've seen just a huge explosion of indie card sets for wrestling. All these small promotions or you know, the mom and pop merch stores that make stuff for the wrestlers starting to put out a lot of these cards. 
and the different shapes, different styles, you know, some have autographs, parallels, et cetera. But the thing that I think is a, it's a chase almost for wrestling fans is to just get a hold of these because I think the indie promotions are doing this the right way. They're putting things in there you want. They're putting cards in there of the first stars, the first time they've ever appeared, but they're keeping that print run low. And when you said that, you know, you had a maximum of 500, but you only stuck with 250, like that's actually really rare. So if you decide to start making some others or if you already have, are there any ideas as from a rarity scarcity point of view that you plan to put into these cards? Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, 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 the way I, the way I started that response made me feel like I needed to push my glasses up. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Let me. Uh, uh, yeah, I. You know, I really. One of the things I learned uh, from this set is the that I put out is um, you know you don't need so many chase sets. Um, you know, you can uh, like I, I'm I'm happy with the number I put out. Do going forward, I might do a few less. Uh, you know, because. Uh, uh, chase sets are fun, but um, at the end of the day, uh, if it's not extra rare compared to the base set, then what are we doing here? You know? Right. Um, so, like, uh, when we what we put out, we have uh, six relic cards and nine one of one autograph cards, and then the rest of everything else is pretty much the same print run. And if I were doing it again, I would have made the chase cards maybe a little lower print run or so, uh, some such. So are you just randomly putting these in? The... Yes. Um, yeah, I, I get them. I made the only non-random part is I made sure that no pack had two signatures in it. That's the only part that's not random is I just made sure that, that the nine signatures were spread throughout the 100, only 100 packs available, all serial numbered. And, um, nice. yeah, I made sure that uh, those uh, signature cards were not doubled up anywhere. But otherwise, everything else is at random. I can't even promise that you won't get a double in a pack. I really tried hard, but I also... Hey, to you know what? Random. When you're buying you know? packs, that's how it goes. Sometimes, yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my main thing is I would say, um, you know, scarcity and rarity is a thing to keep in um, absolutely in mind. But there's also something to uh, say that not everything needs to be SSP. Some things can just be SP, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's tons of, I'm, if you've watched my content, there's tons of the wrestling collectors out there that just want the base sets. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got a mighty handsome base set. Yeah. And even the base sets for, I mean, you said it yourself, you know, if you have a production run of 250, that's not very many. Well, I, let me, uh, I did not uh, fully state, we, o we only had to produce 250 cards. We ended up making a run of 500. So, well, still though. That's still, it's a still small set. It's a 100 packs, five cards a pack, two stickers a pack. And um, so seven things in each pack. And, but yeah. Um, so it's still a small, small run. And I think a small run is important for Indy. Like, don't get too far ahead of yourselves because like what you don't want is just having a bunch at the end of the day that didn't sell you know right because if nobody's looking at them why did you make them right you know so for everybody out there watching because i know people that are watching this are fans of those indie cards do you still have some of these available and if so where could they find them i have roughly 23 packs left uh you can get them on our website 
uh, technically I'm using eBay as a marketplace for this just because it's the easiest one and people can find us by searching very easily. But um, you can also go to ndwathumbs.com, National Digit Wrestling Association, thumbs.com. Um, and uh, just the first one, I was just telling you what the NDWA stood for again to help my enunciation. Sure. Um, you can uh, get them there. There's links there. It's just a link tree page, but it has links to everything we do, including uh, the packs. And um, I don't know, do, I, I okayed this with you beforehand. Did you want to announce the thing or do you want No, to I'm going to give it to you. But I did want to say, just in case anybody do, didn't catch that, links below, I put all my links to all my content, but right at the top of all of those links will be the link to your website for them to, now is your, your YouTube page is on the link tree also, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay. Um, but for those of you who don't want to bother with going to the website, our username is NDWA Thumbs. It's NDWA Thumbs on everything um all the social medias that we take part in and uh youtube and um everything is ndwa thumbs well there you go you got all your announcements that's usually where i close where people can find you but you already did that but we're gonna close with a giveaway and i'm gonna let you take it okay well i did not clear how we were gonna do this so let's just say we figured out uh, on the fly it's, it's improv it's improv <laughs> all right well let's just say the first person to comment on this video with their favorite actual digit dynamo it has to be somebody who's actually on our program um and it really my suggestion is if you don't know just go to our website and look at it and see the first person they got to do the work but you got to do the work um first person who uh, comments with an actual thumb wrestler from our program will get uh two packs of the 2021 professional thumb wrestling all-stars you get serial numbered 50 and 44 those are the nice. two packs i will be sending you and uh that will be at my expense so no worries about paying postage or anything i will take care of that and i'll also throw in there whoever does this uh i'll i'll make sure to like the comment then you can get a hold of me on any social platform and i will contact doug with your information and we'll go we'll go that route you got anything uh, else that we haven't touched on about the ndwa or you're collecting that we need to get out of there before we get out of here uh no just watch us act real goofy uh it's super fun um we have a good time doing it uh people have a good time watching it um i you know i don't know anybody who hates it <laughs> you know it's not for everybody but i don't know anybody who's just like this is awful so you know at least give it a shot it's fun uh especially if you watch van stuff you're gonna you know you're going to at least go oh you know, when you watch it, if not really love it. So, you know, check it out. I think when I first started, I watched like, uh, I skimmed through a couple episodes and then the next thing I know, I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch all these. Cause this is like, I, I, I don't even know what I'm watching. It's, it's so, it's so different. Like, oh, that does bring up an, an excellent point. Um, if you're new and the sheer amount of shows that we put out, uh, is, um, overwhelming you, I highly recommend starting with this year, season seven started january of this year um we really condensed our storytelling we started putting out just one episode a month so we really started like spelling out everything so you don't have to watch one episode a week to know what's happening you can really just jump on it's longer episodes but they're fun and they move a lot faster than you think they're going to and you'll eventually find yourself wanting to see more and then going back and watching the old stuff well 
Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for plugging all of these things. Thanks for creating trading cards and creating something fun for people to watch that is just not, you know, it's outside the box. It's not typically what people would expect. And thank you for giving me your time today for the interview. I know you have plugged your social media. Once again, everything for Doug and the NDWA will be listed below in the show notes. Doug, thanks again for coming on. And thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it was great, great conversation. Um, also, the aspect that you shared about just collecting different things. Uh, this is a wrestling card channel mostly, but we all like to collect different things. So it's nice to hear that take. Anything else? And like you get... said, you know, you always say you got to collect the stuff you don't want just to get the stuff you do want sometimes. Man, leaving on that note, I might have to get you back on to talk about that stuff sometimes. So, And there you have it. The complete interview with Doug Driesel from the NDWA. Now, if any of you have watched my YouTube videos, which if you haven't, you should, links in the show notes to the channel. Go check it out and subscribe while you're there. But anyway, I've always usually have my interviews in video format on the YouTube channel, and then eventually later down the road they get put up on the audio-only podcast right here that you were listening to. But since me and Doug recorded this conversation that you just heard, a few things have changed for Doug and the NDWA. So at some point in 2022, we're going to get Doug back on the YouTube channel and back on this podcast to discuss what is he up to now. In the meantime, don't forget to check out links in the show notes to Doug's Instagram as well as the NDWA YouTube page. And if you feel the content I'm providing you is valuable to you, please check the show notes for everything I'm involved with and all of the different ways that you can help show your support for my content. Until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun. We'll see you.